Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Hello. So uh, normally I'd start this with a joke about the game week, a witticism or a pun. Uh, but today it's a bit different. It's a day when we're reminded that FPL was indeed just the game. Um, we saw a bit of obsessing news earlier on that Joe from Fans Football Scout has been taking on well. Um, uh, Joe has been an amazing source of support for us and such a kind, generous guy of his time and advice you know, since we got going at the start of last season. He was actually going to come on the pod next week as well. And the news, frankly, you know, hit me for six when I when I saw what had happened and heard what had happened a little bit from uh, from Dave over at Manchester Scout. Um, I can't imagine the FPL community without Joe being a part of it. I've been watching him on the Scoutcast since I got into fantasy football, you know, and FFS and his uh, insight, tireless work and, and humour um, have been a cornerstone of my FPL experience. And I think at the start of this pod, uh, this, this YouTube, I just want to take a moment to extend mine and Nick's uh, very, very best wishes to Joe and his family. And we hope that he just makes a speedy recovery and gets back to flaunting goals imminent tables as soon as he possibly can. Um, as you can see, you're not joined by Nick tonight uh, due to work commitments, uh, but by Will once again from Fantasy Football Hub, who has saved you all from a tomologue uh, by, by kindly stepping in to join me. I'm very happy to, be some, uh, very happy to have you on again, Will. Uh, how are you doing? And uh, yeah, just, just introduce yourself for those who don't know who you are. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, just... Uh... Yeah, it's, it's great to be on, firstly, but um, I, I thought just to echo your your words on Joe, really, you know, there's a top guy that I've sort of known it intermittently through the fantasy football community. And uh, yeah, he's, he's always been super helpful to me in terms, you know, setting up Fantasy Football Hub and uh, yeah, just an all round great guy. And uh, yeah, wish, wish him a, a speedy recovery as well. Yeah, definitely. And Will can be found is it at FF Hub on Twitter. Fantasy yeah, Hub? F- Football Hub at F Football Hub is our, is our main account. Yeah, cool. One of those called kind of portmanteaus because everyone's taken all the uh, all the fancy football uh, handles. Yeah, uh, cheers, dude. Great to have you on. And just so quickly, of course, we are Who Got the Assist. You can find us on Twitter at WGCA underscore FPL and use Spotify or SoundCloud, whatever you'd like listen, to listen and subscribe. Um, this will be on YouTube, but I will put this in as a mini pod. For, so those who are listening, welcome as well. Uh, this is the WGT Q&A. Uh, no proper podcast this week, again, due to the quick turnaround. But instead, Will and I will be giving our thoughts on a few burning questions we've been asked in the aftermath of the end of the double game we just gone. Let's quickly get the game reviews out of the way uh, before moving on to our questions this week. Uh, go on then, Will. Uh, how have you done? And uh, what's happened with this last big double game week in the FPL season? Yeah, well, I play, like, like many, I played my, my bench boost and uh, it went pretty well, actually. I got 25 points on the bench, so can't really complain too much about that. Ryan and Duffy coming out of the blue and, uh, yeah, repaying a little bit of uh, the, the pain that was last week. Um Overall, 120 points, minus four, so 116, jumped Decent. into 1,000 for the first time, so I, I can't complain. To be honest, it was pretty much all from my defence. Uh, Loris, Ryan, Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Laporte, Doherty and Duffy in the back line, so minimum of six points from Robertson and Loris. The rest all over, all over six with... Um, four of those in, into double digits. So they those were the bulk of my points, really. Um, Ericsson also coming in with a nine point and Aguero captain. And the rest, uh, yeah, trickling in Sterling with, with the eight points there as well. So, yeah, can't can't really complain. I guess the, the slightly uh, painful bit was that I was on the verge of doing, uh, bringing Gray and um, Delefeu in. Because I wasn't certain on Delefeu's uh, fitness I, I i went for uh redmond and wilson instead and <laughs> it uh yeah didn't sliding uh, doors sliding doors yeah it was a bit painful but uh, you know to be honest it, I, I can't complain with 116 points no, so yeah absolutely not so that's, that's how, how did yours go 
Glad you could score that. Um, just about. I, I, I was saying before we came on stream that I was uh, waiting until the very end of the uh, the end of the game to check. I got 102, so I did break the century. Um, it's not a net 100 though; it's a gross 100, so it's a 98 in reality. Take it. Take it. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna take it. Well, I'm gonna definitely take it. And like, um, you know, at last. So I brought in uh, Gray and Laporte for Chilwell and Rondon, which Great didn't moves. work out. Uh, Gray yeah. at the very very end last night. I was out with um, Karam um, from the FPL community and Aaron Boyle as well, watching yeah, nice. that in, in the pub in Farringdon. And yeah, it was all game. We were just like, oh, nothing's happening. And Ericsson scores. I mean, I did lose the Brighton double clean sheet, but you know, I got very lucky with the Wolves one to be honest. So I was, didn't really care too much about that. And then Gray scoring at the end was, was just brilliant. Um, a really nice moment for me. In last few minutes for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a much uh, far too seldom that happening this year in FPL for me. Um, but yeah, it's taking me over over the hundred. And the Port obviously double game week hero. That's the first kind of the Port Hall I've received, which has been been quite good. Um, I, I'm going to hopefully beat last year's score, which was rubbish. Um, but hopefully next year I'll be able to disentangle the the content creation from my management. I think that there seems to be a devil's gambit going on that the, the podcast does okay, the Twitter account does okay, but you can't do okay at FPL, Tom. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, it's yeah. the good thing about FPL. There's, there's always next season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's always next season. There's always next game week. Um, it's just when you get towards now, you're just kind of like, oh. Um, but yeah, no, um, I, I can't be too displeased at that. Um, and uh, worth mentioning as well, Nick got 91, um, I think. I don't know if, uh, I think Laporte's going to get a little bit more bonus actually. So I think he, he just missed out on the 100 um, uh, this week. He took a minus four um, and he brought in Firmino and Hudson Adoy and removed uh, Dini and Siggy. Um, Hudson, yeah, Firmino in. I can see the long term there, but removing Siggy, he he was he was not happy the other day. He really was yeah, not. There were lots of uh, lots of joy emojis and lots of uh, lots of anger. I'm sure uh, coming out of him, but yeah, he did all right, but and not the best. Uh, but you know, e- either way, I think he's he's now kind of just inside the top 100k. I think he'll be able to should be able to close out an okay season. But it's not been great for both of us. Maybe my poor. Uh, uh, my devil's gambit is affecting both of us. Who knows? Um, all right. Uh, before we take some questions, we'll move, uh, just talk about a couple of things. The first market forces at the moment. Um, see a few bits and pieces. So, you know, uh, uh, Pogba's been sold by 50,000 people. Has has been sold by 25,000. And Rash has been sold by 25. Uh, Dele after a very, very good double game week, has come in for uh, 40,000 people so far. And Son has been brought in by 35,000. Um I'm surprised, and I'm sure that this will change going forward. We're literally recording this just as the Man United game, uh, Man Manchester derby is finished. Uh, I am surprised that Liverpool hasn't been picked up by more, but I'm guessing that will you know, absolutely take off after a while. Uh, Sadio Mane at the moment has been brought in by first two thousand people, and he dropped as well before the double game week kicked off, which I thought was quite strange. I, I don't know how that happened, but there you go. Um, but I suspect there's going to be a movement towards um, towards Liverpool um, as uh, as we get closer to the Friday deadline with the TA. I think as well being brought in and uh, also just to mention quickly that Nick has telephoned in a Nick pick uh, who is Siggy uh, he's away at Palace uh, but has first in goals this season and he's now being played in his favourite role at Everton and has a set piece monopoly as well yeah he's a good pick Sigerson. Um I'm looking at him for my Sky team uh, makes he's, he's done a Nick pick for someone he's just taken out though uh, is that allowed? <laughs> I, I think he's just covering his own, uh, his, own his own backside there um, <laughs> but yeah uh, it, I think Sigurdsson's one of those isn't he the next year is going to be really really interesting like him and Milivo Javic Mil- Milojevic whatever you want to call them uh, they, they're both penciled into my game with one team because of you know, set piece monopoly for both of them yeah. especially with VAR coming in it's going to be absolutely uh, amazing and Siggy, you know, royalty in FPL terms. Remember, he was at Swansea, nigh on the central for everybody, and now appears to be have been given that number ten role. Remember, he was signed for Everton. That like Ronald Koeman was playing him on the wing for some reason. A guy with absolutely no pace. What are you doing, Ronnie? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see with VAR actually whether FPL Tower sort of take that into consideration that you know penalty takers are, are likely to get more penalties, and uh, therefore they should have a bit of a price hike my hunch is they probably won't they usually just do it on on last season's uh point score don't they and sort of figure out the prices that way but uh yeah if, if they don't then there's certainly going to be um hopefully some value in the likes of Sigurdsson and Milivojevic yeah maybe I mean if Millie is given anything below an eight then surely he, he might be in a lot of teams so that's my question that's that's my thinking yeah. like a lot of the time they do 
build it towards basically uh, build against people being able to auto include players like we saw with Salah this year get up to 13.0 yeah. so it became a choice and uh, the worry would be that if if Millie who's done very well this season as well by the way um got, got below maybe 7.58 you'd be kind of thinking hmm, right is that a bit of an auto include like if you get seven I think there's going to be many game week one squads and maybe there's a good case for just leaving him in there for the rest of the season um but yeah we'll, we'll see there may be a massive Im- impact uh, we we're talking about in the in the uh, in the hub group today uh, in terms of VAR won't, uh, won't we and I think that, I think there will be a big impact and I think that set piece takers penalty takers and maybe even centre backs as well at corners um yeah. may, may be very very important you, know, you imagine your Duffy type either assisting penalties because he, the hands all over him VAR he's been mauled down like Mo Salah by uh, Sean Morrison um or uh, or he's just let free to, to to leap like a salmon at the ball all right um let's move on to the questions and well uh the first one this week is about uh Liverpool uh Liverpool hit so uh Barry Kermit and I just mentioned earlier on that Liverpool can be very very popular asks is it, is it worth taking a hit for Liverpool players this week um ahead of the 36 game against Huddersfield that is very very juicy and FPL Moose asks if Salah in NYC is a problem for those considering him yeah, um, I, I never really know how to answer these, you know, questions about hits because it, it depends on so many factors that are sort of related to your own personal team. But you know, having said that, if you're going to ever take a hit, then uh, Liverpool at home to Huddersfield, you can't really ask for a, for a better fixture. So you know, if you're if you're taking out, I don't know, the likes of Pogba for Mane, I think that is probably worth a hit, or Pogba to Salah, or. Um, I wouldn't go ditching uh, the City guys, though. But, um, yeah, I think that there are moves there which are definitely tempting and uh, I'd probably take for a hit, personally. Um, Salabin in New York, I can't imagine he's uh, he's been allowed to go. If you know, I mean, yeah. it's such a crucial time for Liverpool that you know, yeah. he, he's got to be back and fit and starting for that Huddersfield match. I'll be shocked if he isn't. I know that they play... Um, Champions League against Barcelona midweek, but you know they're they're, they're going to be going all out for the Premier League. I can't. I know it's Huddersfield, but you you'd expect them to try and get two two goals up and then rest the lights of Salah, you know, for for the Barcelona back match. But that's kind of my thoughts. I don't know what are you, are you thinking along the similar lines. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a, it depends, isn't it? Um, but I mean, it, I mean, uh, Steve Winyard just asked us in chat, for example, um, whether it's worth removing Kevin De Bruyne uh, for a player like that, uh, with uh, Sterling or Mane being his question. And yeah, I, I think going with Liverpool is probably going to be yeah. where you'd be looking. I mean, obviously, we may end up eventually being like, oh, well, you know, obviously, Son was the obvious captain because Liverpool have won one nil after Wijnaldum goal, massive persist or something. Uh, but on balance probabilities, you'd be expecting Huddersfield to get mauled um, <laughs> there at Anfield. Um, and over the last six uh, game weeks, Huddersfield have done all right, actually, defensively. They're no longer the worst team defensively. That is West Ham. West Ham conceded the most shots on target and the most uh, big chances. Um, so maybe, you know, there is a case for Son there. Um, but, yeah, they, they are not doing particularly well. They're a joint second for shots on target conceded. Uh, third for a big chance to concede so yes it's not particularly good um, and you, you are probably going to be looking at uh, that, that minus four if you're thinking of taking a minus four you'd probably be expecting that to be paid back to be honest um, Sa- uh, Mane um, is very very consistent at home and Salah continues to stat very very well and you know I I can't really see past captaining one of those I mean was, I was speaking to FPL Connect earlier on and maybe thinking oh you know you could do Son you could do I don't know Aguero um, against Burnley or something like that but it just feels like it's got to be a Liverpool player this week which obviously creates a bit of an opportunity for some people if they do want to kind of go all right well I'm going to captain somebody who uh, is a bit off the beaten track in the hope of making gains. Yeah no I think you're, you're completely right and um, those Liverpool, they're looking like the the way to go for captaincy as well. I think there is a case for Son. Obviously, he's uh, banned for the first leg in Ajax. So you'd expect him to get the 90 minutes. And as you just said, West Ham are even a worse defence for Huddersfield. So if you're looking at hopefully a 90-minute Son versus potentially a a 65, 70-minute Mane or Salah, then I I can see the case for Son. I think even though, you know, taking all that into into account 
it's Liverpool against Huddersfield. You know, I think you can overthink these things and make them too complicated. And um, yeah, I can't. I, I think for for the captaincy and even the triple captaincy, it's it's looking like um, Liverpool is the way to go. And if you're going to be taking a hit, then yeah, though Liverpool all the way. <laughs> yeah, you definitely expect that to be paid back, wouldn't you? I mean, do you still have a triple captain? No, I don't. I I've played it for the Aguero double game week. Actually, I got pretty fortunate with his uh, his hat trick. So yeah. Cool. Um, um, I was happy to get that one out of the way because I've seen uh, quite a few people struggling to know when to use it now. Yeah, with Mane, I was speaking, I was speaking to my, uh, uh, Matt Halliday, I think it was earlier on on Twitter, and he'd used it on Jimenez this week. I mean, oh, so unlucky. I can, I can see the logic, to be honest. You know, that's, uh, those two home games for Jimenez, he's, he's been banging form. So oh, don't tell him, just, just don't. Yeah. I, I captained him this week, I forgot to mention earlier. I didn't want to mention it earlier. <laughs> um, but I captained him this week. And uh, yeah, just just you know, 50%, I think it is, a goal involvement. Oh, 50% at home. And the guy just didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, so there's a big, big chance, two big chances missed, I think, towards the end of the game oh, against no. Arsenal today. And as a gooner, it's a bit, a, bit, a bit weird, actually, because obviously I'm... Hoping, hoping we win, but then you look at the, you kind of with the FPL hat on, you're thinking, well, one goal's gone in. Who is it? Not Jimenez, not Jimenez. Second, not Jimenez, not Jimenez. Third, not Jimenez, not Jimenez. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a frustrating evening uh, for, for me, but but there you go. I mean, um, I guess you, know, you mentioned triple captain a minute ago. The next question is actually about triple captain, uh, which is quite an interesting one. Uh, Adara, um, who messaged us, a uh, hats off, uh, absolutely amazing score. I think he was on about 100, 140 when, when I checked in uh, wow. early, earlier on this evening. Um, asked when his triple captain chip should be wielded because quite a few people do currently have it. And as you mentioned a minute ago, that triple captain Huddersfield 36 Liverpool is the place where a lot of people are looking at it. But I mean, there are a few other options out there. Um, you've got Man City with a decent game in 38. Um, we've, got, we've got quite a few a few teams actually that you could potentially play it on. So, I mean, what, what kinds of area, what, what would you be advising people to do? Do it this Friday or do something, I don't know, like, as I said, uh, Bryson, Man City um, in the, on game week 38. Um, Man United play Cardiff and we could do Pogba as a, as a last sort of thing. Um, Chelsea versus Watford, uh, a Hazard salutary performance. There are quite a few options out there. But I guess the balance of probabilities is probably to put it on Salah or Mane this game week, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just having a quick look at the fixtures now and I can't see any other really, really big standout ones. I mean, you, you could say City on the last day against Brighton. But, you know, if Brighton still, still need a point that day or if City have already won or lost the league, then um, that's going to be a really difficult one to 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 kind of call, really. So, um, yeah, unbalanced probabilities. I, I think, as, as I said before, I think you can over, overthink these things. And, you know, Liverpool, you know, scored one of the most goals this season. They've got so many good FPL assets and they're playing Huddersfield who uh, probably don't even deserve to be in a championship, let's be honest. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to get some hate mail now. Said that, People I? of Huddersfield, mass unsubscribing to fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. Liverpool triple captaincy make, makes makes the most sense to me if you if you still got it, I think. Yeah, I, I think, again, without being a, a big cop-out, it feels like it does depend a little bit because if you are really looking to push up, you know, your friend uh, yeah. your, your friend who joined the, joined the group earlier on who's seventh in the world, maybe he might be looking to captain a Son character or something like that and make his way up if that works out. Obviously, there's a, there's a huge, um, huge risk-reward kind of scale there and maybe it is worth it just kind of thinking, you know, I captained Aguero um, for that Fulham-Cardiff double game week because at the end of the day, I wanted the happiness of getting the captain right. Uh, so psychologically, I think it makes sense, doesn't it? You're having that kind of safety, mitigating, anticipate your regret to go with um, an easier kind of look. Um, there are there are fixtures out there that, yeah. that may call that may cause you to, to have a look again. Yeah, usually I'm not one to um, sort of go searching for differentials. I think it can can get you further behind, even though, you know, just I'm, I'm sort of a big advocate of just get the players that you think are going to score the most points and it sounds stupid. But um, when it comes to this stage of the season, you know, you and you are, I don't know, 20 points behind your mini league leader or, or whatever it is, then it is worth having a look at their team and seeing what players you, you can get that are, are different. And if you still got a triple captainship and your your rival has Mane and Salah and they're 30 points in front of you, then why not play it on some this weekend? You know, 
you 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 could hit lucky and um you could be in front of him after hat trick and a you know Liverpool guys uh, Henderson scoring in a in a <laughs> one nil Liverpool win and you know yeah you, you just can't you just can't predict it can you so yeah if if, if you need a differential um then uh, and and Son is a differential then I think he's probably the next best shout. Or yeah, well, if if you need differentials, then you just got to compare your team to to your opponents. Really, there isn't too many other ways around it. But um, yeah, in terms of who I think is going to get the most points, then it, it would be going back to Liverpool guys. Yeah, no, it's certainly, it's certainly uh, it's just one of those. Isn't it? Do you think there's any risk, like in terms of Liverpool guys this game? We can just been asked uh, asked by Pikachu uh, in the chat uh, about about this. Do you think there's any rotation risk this game? Week? I mean, they've got Friday. Um, Huddersfield, and it's Wednesday, isn't it? They're playing the Champions League. So I'm guessing that mitigates it completely. Like you, you can't think so. worry. You would think so. I mean, uh, they do still need to win this game. Obviously, City won tonight. It's massive for for Liverpool fans to to get Premier League. I can't see that there being wholesale changes. I guess possibly, um, you know, the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold, Gomez potentially coming in at right back um you know I was speaking to a Liverpool friend the other day and he thinks that Gomez is just a, a better right back than Trent Alexander-Arnold I don't really agree with him to be honest but um I, I you know if they wanted a fresh Trent for for the Barcelona match then I don't think Gomez is a, is a bad replacement and he can probably do the job against Huddersfield so um possibly in certain positions there there might be some rotation but I think for the for the main guys I, I would be surprised. Yeah, definitely. I think with uh, Gomez is an interesting one this week. I don't think it, because Matip was rested for Porto the first leg. Yeah. So maybe you'd be thinking, okay, well, he might be all right this week. So that might mean that Trent might be having a, you know, might have a rest. But you, you got to wonder, though, like, you know, how old is Trent? 19, 20? I mean, does, yeah. he really, does he really need a rest? Like when I was 19, 20, I was going out drinking the whole time. <laughs> I, I didn't need a rest. I got the next day. Like, and these guys are playing football. So, you know, you, you got to wonder, wonder really whether we are just kind of lurching into overthinking territory to some extent. Um, um, I mean, if it was a Saturday fixture and a Tuesday fixture, then you may be a, bit, a little bit more worried, perhaps. I mean, obviously, we don't know. We're, unless Klopp is you know, pictured outside of Melwood with a... a, a transparent folder with team for Huddersfield on top of it. Um, I think we can never know what team he's going to feel, but like, you, I, don't, I don't know. You kind of, you're at the state of the season now where you're kind of, you, you can easily just get into that rotation rabbit hole, which you can do for many times of the season. I think just now, just they've got a win as we've seen tonight. And that would probably be the, the advice that you go with, um, go with there. Um, you mentioned just a second ago, Will, actually about, making punts at this time of year or at least looking eyeing up and looking at differentials and it might be worth just kind of uh, just speaking about those a little bit at the moment because there are a few out there and then probably there are a few players that people are looking to shift them um, so you know Kolasinac perhaps could be a player that you may want to get rid of um you know, if you're, you've got Andre Gray or something like that and um, are there any players that have caught your eye or are catching your eye as potential kind of late season rushes um as we head towards that kind of time yeah, I mean, you know, if I, I think the first thing to say is that personally, I'm looking at City and Liverpool players because <laughs> I think you know if you haven't got the treble up on both of them, then uh, you know that's where you, where you should be you should be going. But punts are, um, you know, those differentials are are really important as well. I think the obvious one is Delafeo. You know, if you haven't got him, he looks banging form um, form of his life. Watford still got a bit to play for in the league and everyone's going to be fighting for that um, FA Cup final spot. So I think that he's a great shout. Sigerson, as um, Nick, the Nick pick earlier, he's uh, he's going to be probably coming into my Sky team. I think he's a, he's a good shout. Mm. And if you really want to uh, <laughs> go back to uh, earlier in the season, maybe Richarlison. I notice, don't, don't hate on me, but I noticed that he, his numbers are beginning to, to show yeah, up as... Pretty, pretty positive again. Um, I know that he he's, has a tendency to have good numbers and not score, but he, he is beginning to pick up some FPL returns recently as well. And he he's, he does offer good value when he's in form. And Everton don't have um, bad fixtures for the end of the season. And again, if you're looking at Everton, then um, and you're looking for possibly a grey replacement or Ings or 
you know, I think Gray Gray could be a, a decent shout, but uh, until um, Deeney comes back. But you've got Calvert Lewin. Uh, he's been playing really well uh, up top for Everton, and he could be a good shout. Uh, also, Dinia as well, an old favourite uh, in defence. He's been producing the numbers, so possibly uh, Everton is where I'd look for for my punts. What about you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Everton, they, they close up the season okay. Crystal Palace, yeah. Burnley and Tottenham. Um, there are a couple of teams that I am very, very interested in uh, for various reasons. Uh, Crystal Palace um, have Everton, Cardiff and Bournemouth the last three. Those Everton and, uh, Everton and Bournemouth are at home. Uh, Wilf Zaha is one that may be kind of showing up on a few people's radars towards the end of the season. I mean, and um, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a second, perhaps. I think it's quite interesting. Like, But motivation, I think, is... Now where we we're at and the form book may be something that we throw out the window because there are loads of teams who are safe, loads of teams who know they're relegated. It's kind of just Cardiff and Brighton who have something to play for. Um, and if they either of them had really good fixtures, you may be considering them. That said, Cardiff do have Fulham and Crystal Palace next too. So there could be something there. Um, but Crystal Palace with with those nice fixtures and Zaha potentially putting himself in the shop window. I mean, it was, it, it, I don't know whether, I don't know how these things work, but at least it got out into the public sphere that he was looking at a Champions League move. And with Benteke playing there, um, drawing the defenders, you'd be hoping that it makes for a better Zaha with Benteke on the field. I mean, I, I think that against Arsenal, I don't think, I would never advocate by Menteke, that's the Mustafi effect. Anyone playing Mustafi, buy them, buy Vardy this week, guys. Um, but um, I think Zaha could be a, could be quite a canny transfer. Um, you, you could get an assist from him being fouled. Uh, but the one that I'm really liking this week is Mitrovic, actually. So, uh, you know, people, you said, oh, you said, oh don't, uh, uh, don't hunt me down with a pitchfork. But Mitrovic um, has been absolutely dominating the striker data. Um, He's been doing that most of the season, though. Hasn't I, I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know he has. Um, but. Um, you wonder whether he's putting himself in the shot window. You wonder whether he's doing X, Y, Z. Obviously, he's broken the record, guys, for the uh, the most headed attempts of any strike ever uh, since Opta started recording uh, 50, 52 headed attempts this season. Over the last six, he's had an astonishing 23 attempts, uh, 17 in the box. Um, and he's had the most shots on target as well. Um, and uh, you know, Fulham have got an OK final three, a dead cat bounce, as I like to call it, um, seems to be in full effect. Um, Cardiff up next will have to go for it Wolves away in 37 we know that Wolves are rubbish against teams who are below them and finally Newcastle in game week 38 his old team uh, those three games are absolutely brilliant aren't they for, for taking a punt on the Serb uh, I'm not saying caps in this guy I'm not, I'm not saying buy him in and uh, make him the 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 linchpin of your team but i am saying if you are <laughs> yeah but i'm saying if you are looking to make a tiny bit of a you know a little bit of a difference a little bit of um in, in the mini league having you know if you're both captaining mana you and your rival both captaining salary you and your rival and you want to have those kind of carried players doing an okay job and um, mitchvich could really do that for you um but yeah it, he has as you've just said, a, a big caveat of this is that he has been doing well stats-wise all season. If you watch them play, all he does is tries to head it in. <laughs> um, uh, but you'd be, yeah, I, I don't know. I, we see that he's not going to go down to the championship, is he? He's going to be in the Premier League next year or he's going to be uh, in top flight next year somewhere else. I, I think he's going to be looking for that move. And it does seem high time for that sort of player to be looking for it. And I guess, you know, I mentioned a, mi- a minute ago, I'm interested to get your thoughts as well. Whether, do we really think that, you know, form is worth looking at now or is it just all about how we perceive the motivation of players when we're sizing up the transfer we're going to make yeah I, th- I mean I th- it's difficult really because I mean that's why I kind of opened my caveats to the punts with you know City and Liverpool because City Liverpool and obviously the the, well, the top six all have something to play for so I think that those are the teams that I'll target to to try and get in other you know, Brighton and Cardiff, they're the only ones that are really fighting for much. I know that you could argue, you know, the likes of Wolves and Watford are fighting for for that seventh place. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's it's tricky going into the last few game weeks. You know, form does tend to go out the window and you see some really, really strange things happening with, um, you know, people fighting for, you know, their own personal glory of trying to, 
get a get a transfer to somewhere else and picking out the likes of Mitrovic who um you know are, are probably going to be doing exactly that and Zahar I think uh, is probably a good shout you know even um uh I've got Wilson and I'm fairly uh, happy to hang on to him he might be uh he might be gunning for for a move to to the likes of Chelsea you know with uh, Higuain probably not staying on so um yeah, it, it's always quite difficult to kind of judge motivation. I mean, you could argue that, you know, Wilson is going to be on the beach. You could argue that Zahar and Mitrovic are going to be on the beach. You, you just don't really know without uh, – we can make educated guesses, but it's always difficult to, to know for certain, isn't it? And, you know, even if they are highly motivated, uh, their teams might not be. So they might not get any chances anyway. Yeah. Uh, that does apply over the course of the season, I think, Will, that we can never know what's going to happen with any guess. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's true with FPL, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm completely with you, though, on, on the City and, and Liverpool. Um, but, I mean, obviously, it's a, a slightly glib uh, uh, suggesting Mitrovic, although I might do it myself. I would not um, would not want to take responsibility for anybody else doing Mitrovic. But um, I, I think with those two teams, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne replacing him is probably going to be how lot people's lit uh uh, high on the people's agendas. I mean, yeah. uh, unfortunately, our friend FPL general captained him. Of, of, I mean, I've had a bad season, and that, that guy as well has had some spectacularly bad, uh, bad luck stories this season. Just keep, keep getting worse and worse. For me, I know, I know. FPL Viper as well, similar story. Yeah. Um, so maybe you would be looking. I don't know. I'd be on tonight's performance alone, and he, he has been doing it over the course of the season. To be fair, you'd be probably looking at Bernardo Silva, wouldn't you, and thinking, yeah, that that's. An, obvious swap over um to get another city player in yeah just um just going by the eye test uh, watching the uh city united max he, he he seems to be popping up in the right positions and obviously getting the goal so um yeah i think that bernardo silva looks like a looks like a great shout and uh, he seems to really nail down those minutes and perhaps can be playing his strongest team for the run-in and he's he's definitely probably first on the team sheet uh after edison so yeah uh, Bernardo Silva looks looks like a looks like a great shout as well. Absolutely, and um, yeah, did I did I spot a uh, slight elbow by David Silva in that game? Could that be retrospective action? Uh, if so, uh, there could be a, a place for mid-season hero Leroy Sane uh, down to nine point three now, um, but still figuring okay in terms of the midfielders. I mean, he's, he's not absolutely tearing it up. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, but he's kind of statting all right. And as you mentioned, he is going to be playing the strongest team, Pep. Um, so, you know, if Bernardo Silva has to come into the middle to account for Kevin De Bruyne's absence, then there's a spot suddenly yeah. free for Leroy Sane. That could be quite a decent little differential, couldn't it? A 9.3 towards the end of the season. Like, we know what he can do. We've seen what he can do. It's just whether he's on Pep's naughty step or not. If Bernardo, if David Silva is out and Kevin De Bruyne is out, suddenly I think there's a little bit of room uh, for a player like Sane to be playing basically the final three games of the season, which are pretty damn good for Man City, let's be fair. Um, I mean, any game is good for Man City, uh, but they've got Burnley, Leicester and Brighton, the last three. Like, you've got to be thinking that's win, win, win. And you've got to be thinking, right, I need to have a finger, at least one finger, two finger, three fingers in that pie to make sure I've got some points coming in there. And you know, a lot of people will have pivoted towards Spurs perhaps for the double game week. So it might be worth kind of looking looking there and looking to differential kind of power there. And if you're looking to sell not a KDB, I think it's probably going to shunt him sideways to another City player. Yeah, I can't argue with that. The more fingers in the City pie, the, the better, I think. <laughs> You know, they're as I said, Liverpool and them are the the prime prime targets. And if you haven't got three City players already, you know, I, I've um, got uh, Edison. Uh, I'm sorry, I've got Laporte, uh, Sterling, and um, Aguero. So I can't fit, squeeze any more City players in. But if you have space for one of them, then uh, yeah, it looks like a very wise investment. And Bernardo Silva and Sane could could both come in very well uh it's difficult to choose between them i guess it's like it depends you know if you if you've got the budget then probably Sane is a slightly slightly better pick you'd, mm. you'd think um, yeah. but obviously silver off, offering um the better value absolutely i mean bernardo silver's one of those players that i i loved in the early season as well and that, yeah. like, they're both below 10 percent owned so any serious haul and we know that Sane is capable of it Bernardo Silva, not so much. He's now started to add some end product to his game, but he was doing kind of the the, the hazard role when he, when we hate him of looking fantastic on the pitch without actually producing anything. But now he started doing that, and like 
you know, now you may be thinking he or either one, as we said, is probably looking quite good. Uh, so we've taken a long walk away from the questions, but I think probably worth uh, worth talking about just because I think, I think there'll be a lot of people who are wondering, oh, what do I do now? Um, the next question is United, uh, which is very funny because Ted talked. Ted Talks FPL um, asked if United are worth it uh, for game weeks 37 and 38, Huddersfield and Cardiff. Um, let's not bash United too much. I'm guessing neither of us are United fans, um, so uh, but we don't want to get uh, the pitch thoughts rackled in our direction. Don't alienate Manchester on top of Huddersfield, Will. Um, so um, for those two fixtures, do you think it's worth you know, really going for United because those fixtures are fantastic. That's, that's, that's not good. There's yeah. no way around that. Um, I'm guessing a lot of people did divest of, you know, I kept Pogba, for example, but I know I was in the minority there. Maybe you have a few people kind of Rashford hanging around, but most people did divest. Do you think it's time at the end of the season to jump on those guys? Oh, well, look, I'm a fixtures guy. You know, I play the fixtures religiously, but, you know, even so, I... I, I'm not even considering them for my own team personally. Uh, you know, it just something's gone wrong there again, hasn't it? You know, Pogba looks disinterested, Lukaku on the bench. He, I guess even if you were considering United, and I think ordinarily you should do with those two fixtures, um, it's just who do you go for? Like, mm. uh, yeah, as I said, Pogba looks disinterested, Lukaku's on the bench tonight, so he's not really an option. I guess Rashford, um, he's probably the one, but, um, you know, if, if Lukaku comes back in the team, then he, you know, he's less effective. So, uh, uh, yeah, and even even Rashford seems to have lost a bit of his mojo. So it's, uh, for, for me, it, potentially, you know, I, I can't see any, any uh, you know, any good picks in defence either. So, potentially, there, there could be, you know, one of them is going to hit the fire, you know, come to light against uh, Huddersfield and Cardiff, but it's difficult to know which one. And there doesn't really seem to be any good FPL assets. Uh, you could ask you, Pogba's probably the best shout because he's on penalties, um, but he's playing a lot deeper. And yeah, just, it just seems like he's he, he he's looking forward to his summer break and moving to Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Him and Hazard probably both on the same planes together, right? Yeah. Exactly. You, you've, you've got to be, you've got to just be looking at that United team, haven't you? And just thinking, right, who is likely to be playing those games? If you are a fixtures guy like yourself and thinking, well, all right, the team themselves are probably, you know, abjects. I mean, if, if anyone saw that Everton game, you'd be looking at that team and thinking, sell, sell, sell. But, Huddersfield and Cardiff are, are great. And if Cardiff are down, it's going to be an interesting one to see whether they're going to you know, really play up in the last game of the season. But like if they you know, are still up or if it goes down to game week 38, then you probably want to avoid. But maybe you, you kind of want to gamble that. Um, it's fairly stark in terms of how much United have fallen off um, you know, in the last six game weeks. Uh, they've only created 52 chances in their heyday um, after OGS came in. I was looking at you know, game weeks 20, 25, uh, when they were really kind of killing everyone around them. And they created 73 chances, which is just six less than City. And uh, you had Pogba topping all of the all of the metrics. You had Pogba uh, topping shots on target for midfielders. Uh, topping, you know, uh, touch in the box, topping cre chances created. So, um, you know, you can see that he, as you said, his motivation, as we mentioned earlier, is probably gone. But there's always that chance, isn't there? And I got very lucky um, in game week of game week 34 um, with, with the two penalties, and that could happen. Pogba does still have the ability, even if he doesn't have the. Uh, the motivation to pull something out of nowhere, um, you know, against uh, against Watford a little while ago. Um, was it against Watford? Yeah, it was against Watford, wasn't it? When, um, when they, they didn't do too, uh, didn't do too well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. against Watford in game week thirty-two, um, he could easily have pulled pulled out a couple of assists. Um, and again, uh, against those sort that sort of level of team, he's going to be too good for them. You'd think so. Um, Bluntly. So, yeah. I mean, I was at, I was at that Old Trafford um, match, actually, where, when they played West Ham, my first time at Old Trafford. And uh, he, he he wasn't really involved in the game, to be honest. He got those two penalties. That, that you could, You've always got that chance when, they, when he's on penalties. But, 
you know, West Ham are, are one of the worst defences, you know. The you, worst defence. You just said they're worse than Huddersfield. And he, so obviously, he got the two penalties. But um, he realistically, he, he was never going to get anything other than penalties in that game. So, um, you know, if you, if you want a, um, a penalty taker from uh, a half-decent team, then I, I would look at Milovojevic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're, prob- you're probably right. I think it's it's just because of the fixtures. I think that yeah, yeah. I can see why people would be interested. Zero stats to back it up. You know, you, you probably you know maybe some people are looking at you know, Luke Shaw or whatever and saying, oh yeah, that could be all right. But can I really? Can I just feel like you can't endorse it based on the stats. You've got to do it. You maybe because we're in the sort of hinterland of. Uh, players playing for themselves and maybe Pogba will want to end the season well who knows who who knows if he cares about the club at all and um, you know he's leveled the likes of Loftus-Cheek for example in terms of attempts over the last uh, the last six game weeks it's not particularly uh, encouraging is it so yeah uh, I, I'm with you on I'm with you on that I mean, I'm, I'm going to hold Pogba because I own him um, but yeah. if, if you're going to yeah I think if you hold if you own him then it's got to be worth holding for sure exactly but yeah. if, you, if you don't then just get rid Um uh, another question, a pain in the arsenal. Uh, Steve Kelly asks, why, oh, why did I buy Arsenal defensive assets? And uh, Afwanda says that he's got Leno and uh, he, he wants to sell him because of how bad Arsenal are. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? So I'm an, I'm an Arsenal fan. I tend to keep it quite quiet because I don't want to prejudice my FPL. Um, but I, I follow I, I follow them and feel it acutely, even if I uh, even if I don't uh, throw my toys out of the pram whenever we lose. Because you know I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm a long long term Arsenal fan, and I, I become desensitised, frankly, to to what we can do and how badly we can do things. Um, yeah, that Crystal Palace game, I think that that not uh, we had a very very impressive home record, didn't we? I think it was like ten um, home clean sheets in a row, um, not by the Crystal Palace game. Um, I, I can see why people did. Um, Get double Arsenal. I got double Arsenal because I had that home game in mind and thinking, well, we have been quite solid at home. It's probably worth uh, worth worth at least taking the chance on. Um, so I, I mean, we've had a f- I don't know how many clean sheets. I think seven clean sheets at home, which isn't too bad. Um, just one below City, for example. Uh, so there's, there's an appreciable chance of something happening, but I'm going. I've got Cola and I've got Leno. I think I'll be definitely getting rid of Cola this week uh, for a Liverpool defender, for example, the meanest defence in the Premier League. <laughs> and um, I think that if you are sitting with two of them and you've got to play them, um, then I'd be thinking of maybe taking making a move uh, to get rid of those guys because, I mean. I think Emery this year deserves a lot of plaudits, actually, because if you look at the Arsenal team, like literally just Google Wikipedia Arsenal team 2018-2019, that team is awful. <laughs> He's been left with an absolutely terrible team. And the fact is that we're in the running for the Europa League and we're in the running for the top four. With that team, he has, he has worked miracles, frankly. Um, uh, I think he should probably. I think he should get a bit more recognition than he actually is getting at the moment. A lot of it has been down to Lacazette and Aubameyang scoring. A lot of it has like watching us play. We have not looked fluent. I don't think at any point in this season. Um, but the fact that we've managed to blunder our way into the top four is, is something is something amazing. And the fact that we're doing it with a Gwendozi El Nenny midfield access again is pretty amazing. Um, but I would probably be selling your Arsenal defence at the moment or something like that. And maybe even you know, Lacazette and Aubameyang. I, mean, I know a few people did take punts there. Well, like, what would you think about Arsenal? The final three are the right. I mean, Leicester, Brighton and Burnley. But that, that Europa League's got to be hanging mm-hmm. over them, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any Arsenal. but um, And I kind of avoided Lacazette, Aubameyang the whole season just because... It's so difficult to know, you know, which one of those is going to start. I know I always prefer, you know, one one striker up top who's sort of the the main talisman, as you've as you've been doing some some great work on uh, talismans. Uh, um, but having said that, if I did have Arsenal assets, um, and I think you're right that their, their eyes might be slightly on Europa League, but if you've got a decent decent bench then I'd probably hold them for those last three fixtures, to be honest. You know, Leicester away, Brighton at home and uh, Burnley away. I I think those are pretty, pretty decent fixtures. Um, So uh, I'm, 
yeah, if if I had Arsenal assets um, and I didn't have any other pressing concerns, then I'd probably look at shifting them. But if you have other fires to burn out, then um, and uh, other concerns, then yeah, I'd, I'd probably hang on to your Arsenal assets. You know, the decent fixtures. They're still Arsenal, and you'd still, you know, they're still going for that top four spot. So they've still got, you know, it's a bit of a long shot now, but they they have got quite a, you know, a decent amount to to play for still. Um, so yeah, I don't, I probably wouldn't be looking to jump ship straight away. You know, again, it's it's not past points you care about, so it's not really the double game to worry about. It's future point potential, and I, I think there's there's still some some points available in those are three fixtures. So yeah, I'm, I'm less pessimistic about um, Arsenal. And yeah, if I did own them, I'd probably be looking to hold on to them unless, unless I had no other pressing issues. And, you know, if you like, uh, I, I like your uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold move for, for Kalasniak, for, for example. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those where if you, it's a, probably a luxury move for me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe you know, I've got Lacazette, for example, in Sky. He's staying. Um, I think I'm going to keep Leno. Uh, so Leno and Ryan for the rest of the season. I'm not going to yeah. mess around with the goalkeepers now. And you know, yeah. to to um, Afwanda's question, I'd probably keep Leno now. Just just, just tran- you know, focus your transfers elsewhere. That's somewhere that you can just you know, get two points or whatever every week. You're probably going to have greater potential payoff from your transfers elsewhere in your team. Um if you've got Lacazette or something, maybe you'd be thinking about um, moving him on to, I don't know, I don't know if you can reach Guerrero or something like that. Probably not. Um, but you know. think, yeah, that, that was going to be the guy. I think mean, that's that's the guy. That's the way. That's where you've got to go. I mean, for me, though, it's not been doing too badly, to be honest. Um, no, I've been looking. I've been looking a lot actually at the. Uh, so I've got Jamie Vardy at the moment. Um, and I held him for this game week thinking, well, you know, he can be the single game week kind of guy alongside the double Liverpool that I've got. And I was thinking, oh, I mean, I'm going to remove, I'm now going to move him on to, um, uh, to, to Firmino. But after seeing the, the Arsenal team over the last double game, over the double game week, give it one more week. <laughs> exactly. Selling Vardy seems like absolute night, uh, absolute travesty. Like, no, would I really want to do that? No, um, but Firmino, I think, is going to be quite an interesting one. Um, he's third for shots over the last uh, last six game weeks, uh, four for shots in the box, and he's had quite a few. He's had a few big chances as well. Um, you've got to be wondering whether Huddersfield are going to be able to contain Liverpool, and it's kind of just it's it's not saying he's the best Liverpool asset to get. I'm not sure I want to captain him unless I'm going for a little bit of a differential within a high potential scoring week. Um, but I think he'd be a great one to carry and potentially a great one to get a little bit of differentiation out of because you know, ultimately you've got uh, Mane on 33.5% ownership. You've got Salah on 34.5% ownership. And then you've got Firmino down on 17.1%. Um, so that, if you haven't got double Liverpool defence and you're looking to do something sword-like, um, it might be better to go that way if you've got a vacant spot, if you've got Lacazette that you're maybe not too sure about because, you know, we've got Valencia, I think it's Valencia, isn't it, coming up in the Europa League. You may be thinking, well, I'm going to get rid of, I'm going to get rid of Lacazette. I think Firmino is the obvious, the obvious choice. I, I wouldn't really be, be second-guessing that too much. Yeah, I can't, can't argue with that. I think, uh, Firmino is probably the way to go if you haven't got uh, treble up in Liverpool. Uh, and yeah, Aguero, if you can stretch to it. Um, can't really see too many other options around that that price point. I, you know, Maybe uh, the likes of Jimenez, if, if you haven't got him, I think probably most will have him though. So. Um, but yeah, I agree. You know, Lacazette and Aubameyang, they're both going to get... Uh, Manage minutes for because of the Europa League, so possibly look at look at shifting one of those. Okay, cool. Um, just got one more question uh, from the chat before we before we move on towards the uh, towards the end of this, and we'll maybe uh, stick around for a little bit longer after that. Uh, but uh, JCCR has just asked um, relegation asset teams. We spoke about um, a minute ago about um, about motivation. Um, he's he's asked Southampton, Brighton, and Cardiff. Um, I mentioned a minute ago that Cardiff have an okay end of the season, for example. How much do we kind of think that they might be worth investing in? 
like you know last year for example we were investing in the teams that were on the cusp and we were on the search weren't we for motivation is that still a thing this year i mean it does look like it's fairly cut and dry for southampton to say for example but you know, brighton and cardiff there's not very much between them is there and if brighton had kept that clean sheet yesterday um that would something be a lot more interesting but it's only three points between them yeah um i think that uh cardiff are you know I had Kamaras in my team for the the last double game week, and I think that you know him being on penalties um, he, and got uh, Fulham and Crystal Palace up next, then he he potentially could be a, a, de- a decent shout. Um, Brighton, you know, I'm going to be hanging on to Duffy and Ryan. I don't know whether they're going to be playing much, but uh, I'm quite happy to to have them in my side and potentially I might play Duffy this week against Newcastle. Um, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be going anywhere near them after that with Arsenal away and uh, Man City at home. No. Um, Southampton are probably a good team to invest, even though they're, they're, uh, they're probably safe, you know, Bournemouth, West Ham and Huddersfield, uh, great run of fixtures and they, they've got value all over the pitch. So um, yeah, I think those are, those are good shouts as well. What about you? Um, I mean, I've got um, I've got Duffman and Ryan, who sound like a, a, a attorney at law, don't they, or something like that. Um, uh, I'm going to play one of them this week. I'm definitely probably going to play Ryan, um, and whatever happens, Duffy will kind of sit on the bench for the rest of the season. I think now, um, with uh, with Southampton, I think I, I should have mentioned them earlier actually. Because I mentioned Crystal Palace, I mentioned Fulham, uh, Southampton, Ingsy, You've got uh, Shane Long, uh, the scorer of the quickest goal ever in Premier League history, um, who potentially could, could do something. You've got James Will Prowse, Redmond, um, and you've uh, got Valerie and Bednarak ever at the back. I don't know whether why you'd be buying these guys in now. I'm guessing you uh, a wildcard thirty four. You probably would have set a team up, which is okay. Unless you had a punt on Gray or something, you want to get rid of that. Then maybe there may be a space for Danny Ings or something like that. Um, it, it is very much about reading the uh, reading into the motivations, I suppose. And if you are going to be fixture led towards the end of the season, I mean, Hazen Hoos was done a very good job there. It was a very good piece on. Uh, I think it was quite, I think it was goal dot com today on um, how he's completely transformed their mentality from we're going to lose to we should win. And the Bournemouth, West Ham, Huddersfield do does offer a very good uh, a very good time for a lot of players to be staking their claim because it is still the team. Um, of the last manager to some extent, isn't it? It was still Mark Hughes, wasn't it, at the start of this season? Uh, am, I, am, I, am I wrong? Was it, it was him, wasn't it? It was still yeah. in charge. No. Incredib- incredibly. That was ancient history, but you still had you still had him playing desultory football there at Southampton. So maybe there are a few players who are playing for their futures, as we spoke about earlier on, and maybe you'd be looking at you know, Danny Ings type or something like that to come in for those sorts of fixtures. Anyone against Bournemouth is probably a good a good bet. And um, you know, James Ward-Prowse, for example, on the dead balls, um, if they do kind of get a dangerous free kick on, or indeed because you're expecting Jan Valerie to be back at right back, if you think he's going to be pushed up the field a little bit, he could do, he could do, definitely do something. He's definitely got a double figure return within him. Um, I think this week, for example, I'm considering playing him over um, Andre Gray if I keep hold of him uh, with that Cola move. Yeah, I've got, I've actually got uh, Redmond and James Will Prowse in my team. So uh, I've gone for the double up of cheap Southampton mids. It's really not paid off this game week, but, uh, you know, I I did bring them in because I had, you know, the, these last three fixtures mm-hmm. in, in mind as well. You know, as you just said, West Ham and Huddersfield, they, those are the two worst fixtures, uh, best fixtures that you can get from an attacking point of point of view and probably Bournemouth as well, actually. Uh, so those are three really plum fixtures from an attacking point of view. So um, I, I probably will be playing Redmond uh, and Ward Prowse. I, I haven't got room for both of them, unfortunately. So I've got to decide which one to, to plump for there. And I know I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, isn't it? I think we always end up with these, right? Of course, yeah. you've got your 50-50. And whatever you choose though you can look at the yeah. stats you can look at the data you can look at the eye tests and you're like okay well redmond is fantastic i mean he's the only guy who can carry the ball in the southampton team all right i'll play him and you know there's gonna be a james ward prowse kind of penalty or something when Ings goes off and uh, long goes off but yeah no i think that there is potentially something there with southampton if you are looking to get a cheap player in to facilitate i don't know a city a city buy or something like that okay cool um 
And so, uh, transfers and captains this week then. Um, what are you thinking then, Will, um, in terms of both? I'm guessing the captain would be Liverpool, but transfers, are you making any? Uh, yeah, so I had uh, Eriksen Tamane penned in for for this week. And um, yeah, I'd, I can't see any reason not to make that move. So that's going to be my transfer and I'm going to be handing the the armband to Mane as well. So uh, yeah, fairly straightforward one for me. Uh, Eriksen Tamane and, and the captain. I've got to say I'm a little bit worried about Eriksen, you know, having West Ham at home. Um, and I, he, he probably could uh, could hurt me, that move. Uh, but at the same time, I've got a feeling that his minutes could potentially be managed in preparation for the Ajax match. Uh, so, yeah, on balance, I, I kind of need a, an attack Liverpool player for captaincy. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it does make logical sense, even though it's a move which yeah, could potentially absolutely. hurt me. Absolutely. But you, I mean, that, as we spoke about earlier, that you can't second guess that too much. I mean, yeah. I've got Ericsson and I've got Mane as well. So I'll be keeping Ericsson. Um, and the hope that I'm still grasping onto is that, that no one else can fulfill that role uh, for Spurs. I mean, his chance creation, he's created more chance than any other midfielder over the last six. Um, very frustrating player to watch if you own him and you are paying extra special attention. He does fluff a lot. <laughs> take a lot of long shots which go absolutely nowhere uh, which get recorded as him taking a shot um so you've got to be careful as always with the data there yeah. um, but he he is the the lock pit kind of character who actually has some stamina on like Mesa Ozil who plays for his north london rivals um so i'll probably be keeping hold of him um i was thinking about moving him over to son because son is definitely going to play unless he's injured because of the uh, he's he's suspended the first game of ajax um and I, I, you know, I, I still think there's kind of a, a, a stealth pick for captaincy for Son, um, but I'm kind of caught. Um, I've, I've eliminated the uh, the Vardy to Firmino move. I think uh, but it might be different in a couple of days' time, but for now, I think I've eliminated that move because I don't think I can sell Vardy ahead of Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that probably pushes me into uh, towards two moves. One is Kola to TAA. I can afford that straight out, no hit, easy, and have a back three of uh, Kola. Uh, Robertson and Laporte, probably probably the one you'd go for. The other move, though, Will, um, which I quite like, is, uh, yeah, I can, I can see you smiling, is removing, <laughs> is removing Andre Gray for Andre for, for Alexander Mitrovic and then removing uh, moving Kola for either Matip or Gomez, um, which could be very exciting. Do you think this <laughs> might be where your season's gone wrong? <laughs> it, it, might, it might be. It might be. No, I, I, I think I only took one big pump, which was selling Salah, to buy in Sterling and Sane and have Kane and Alba. So having those four, and only and none of them uh, backed up Salah. Anyway, if, uh, if, whatever. Um, I, I haven't done that many silly pumps throughout the course of the season. So there's definitely an argument for just, you know, screw it, just go for it um, in this course of the season. But... I mean, I think maybe there's there's always that kind of feeling, isn't there? That, oh yeah, I'm oh, yeah, I'm overthinking it. I'm going to just do Coda for TAA, and there's always that feeling as well that you could be sitting there on Friday night just being like, oh god, why did I do Coda for TAA? I've got duck off the bench. I've used the transfer, and um, that probably feels like the way I'll go though. Um, I I just can't. I, I don't know. I, I think logically you've got to be thinking that Liverpool aren't going to be resting their first team. I think Gomez is going to come in. And I think Lee from Fantasy yeah. uh, FPL Family also said that he'd heard that um, Klopp sees him, uh, Gomez, as being a right-back in the future rather than oh, really? being the, um, the the kind of the partner for Van Dijk. Mm. Um, so can, maybe, you, can you stretch to Van Dijk? I can, if but then I've got to remove somebody for somebody else. So I'd have to remove Grave for rubbish yeah. or remove, I don't know, um, someone else for rubbish, basically, which I'm less inclined to do. So it's basically TAA or doing some sort of weird punt. Um, I don't know. I like a weird punt this time of the season because I said the form that's out the window. Um, you could do all right. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not too far off where I was last season. If I can beat that and get an okay end of the season, who, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, Coda's great. It's Coda's TAA sounds like the, the thing that a clever person would do. And I'm kind of, if I do that, I'm down to either benching Gray or benching uh, JWP. I think I'll play JWP over Gray because it is Bournemouth at the end of the day. Any team with a 
is is hopeful that I can return against those guys. Cool. Um, just say so at the end then uh, who we are. Well, who I am at least. Um, I'm part of Who Got the Assist. You can find us on Twitter um, at WGC underscore FPL. And our lead code is a bit late now, but <laughs> if you want to join, it's 516-441. I've been joined today on this uh, on this stream slash mini pod if you're listening uh, by Will from Fantasy Football Hub. Um, you can find him at FFootballHub on Twitter. So I'm, yeah, I'm also on uh, YouTube for anybody watching this just have a, a quick search for fancy football hub and uh yeah do a weekly uh short uh video on there as well so for anyone who hasn't seen that yeah go check it out if you if you like uh listen to youtube videos on fancy football <laughs> but cool. yeah thanks for having me tom it's uh great to be on no worries and we'll, we'll um, obviously try to ramp up the collabs next season because we all love a bit of collabs don't we gotta love the collabs cool um it's a little bit late so i think we're probably going to end it there um but we'll be back next week for uh, game week 36 wash ups uh, no doubt there'll be more trials tribulations and upsets um but uh you know uh, that's it in the meantime I hope to assist you and we'll speak to you uh, very very soon uh, thanks for watching everybody on youtube and uh, thanks for listening if you listen to this on a uh, audio file take care it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Sports Social Podcast Network.